Hello everybody and welcome to Another Tale Podcast. Today I am joined by the wonderful Luna Steinman. Uh, mighty salutations. How are you doing this wonderful day? Uh, okay. Just kind of lazy actually. I uh, haven't really gotten much done yet. Lazy can always be good. Well, for my case it is. <laughs> Alright, uh, so today we got a whole bunch of things to talk about. Uh, first off, you have a YouTube channel where it sounds like you mostly do Drunken Dragons. We'll uh, dive a little bit into that. You are also an artist from the sounds of it. Uh, you've hosted some panels at at least MCFC that I know of. And a little bit of voice acting too. Kind of done a little bit of all of it. Yeah, I, I, I do like to dabble in a lot of stuff. <laughs> All right, so so to start things off, let's go off with the intro. What uh, what was it that you got into the uh, furry community for? What got you into it? Well, um, oh goodness, uh, I've only been a furry for like two years. Um, I had an ex girlfriend uh, who kind of was kind of showing me stuff because I was a huge, well, not a, not as big, but I was a big brony or Pegasus or whatever you prefer um, before. The furry fandom and i i knew about furries but i never had an issue with them i was just like whatever it's just they're doing their thing i've seen furries at the um, brony conventions it's just whatever it's just there then i had a uh ex of mine show me some furry pictures and such i was like oh this is cute this is cute yeah i see this is cute or whatever and then she started showing me lewd pictures and i was like all right that's lewd i get it <laughs> I, I i see the attraction in this okay i can understand this and then it kind of all just went downhill from there. And then I, I I started talking to multiple people online. And it was it was pretty neat or whatever. Just kind of getting to know some good people out of the fandom. And yeah, it's it all picked up from there about two years ago. All right. So hopefully they've been a pretty good two years for you. It's, it's had its many ups and downs, but... Um, Actually, from from the fandom, uh, I've really, honestly, have gained a family, and I met, uh, which is now my fiance, um, Battery Acid Leak, through the local furries. And oh goodness, I couldn't live a day without him. Oh, nice! I, I didn't realize he was your fiance or your partner. Mm-hmm. I uh, Battery Acid Leak is my fiance, and um, Captain uh, Candro. I think it's Captain Kandro, or her name's just Kandro. She is our girlfriend. Oh, all right. Yes. You know, that's one thing I hear a lot of and from everybody I talk to is that the furry community, it's not just a community, that it's a family. And it's so nice to hear that. It, it, it honestly is, or whatever, uh, just because uh, my, my real family kind of disowned me. Uh, when I came out as trans, uh, so, so having this, having these people who are so close and they don't care what what I was, they don't like they care about who I am, and people actually just enjoy me for what I am, and that that that's family. Family's not blood. It is not. But it's it's wonderful that the furry community is so accepting and so loving, but. Enough of that. We got a lot of topics to dive deep into today. So, first off, let's start off with your Drunken Dragons and Dungeons. What What is that? What do you do on that? Well, um, it, it kind of just started when we wanted to just play D&D, and I said, uh, I, I just wanted to record it, because as much alcohol I, as I drink, it's probably not a healthy consumption, and I do forget <laughs> a lot. I do forget a lot. So having it up is really nice especially when we sit down the next week i'm like wait what were we doing and i can go back to the video and look at it real quick and be like oh yeah that's what we're doing because we do play at, uh, once every week or we try to at least okay so it more kind of started out as a necessity for you to remember what the heck happened yeah and it, and it was for fun just entertainment okay. purposes whatever then it started uh turning into um People like watching us drink, and people started donating money to make us drink. Oh, and yeah, better. And it, yeah, so it's drunken dragons and dungeons. How long ago did you start that? Uh, actually, here, let's see. I the 
the first video we put up uh, on YouTube was six months ago. So yeah, we've we've been doing a campaign for around a little over six months. I'd have to say. Okay. Uh, do the donations that they give you do those go towards anything specific, or do you guys just kind of keep that as like a tip? Uh, the donations we either put it right back into the stream. Uh, if if you actually watch, if you have the crazy amount of time or the care, um, if you watch through the videos and such, you can see how uh, we've gotten more equipment from it. Um, every, every time that we get donations, it either goes to back to our equipment or it provides alcohol for either conventions or for the the stream itself. All right. Uh, we we don't really we don't pocket the money. It it goes back into the stream. And because of that, uh, we actually have gotten three new microphones, um, three new cameras, a couple of boom stands. Dang. And yeah, uh, we, uh, our greatest session was one of our crazy friends donated over $400 in one sitting. Oh, my. That, that, that was a crazy night, actually. Uh, due to that, it led up to the after show of Drunken Dragons and Dungeons, we were playing Smash Bros, and he was donating more money. I don't remember why or how, but it ended up with me in my swim trunks, sitting on the couch, chugging vodka at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so, is it Dungeons and Dragons with drinking, or is Dungeons and Dragons somehow turned into a drinking game? Like, is it every time you take damage, or you're taking a shot, or is it just like you drink whenever you get paid, or you feel like drinking? I mean, uh, we we do uh, drink just because you know uh, we we like to we like to drink. It, yeah. it makes things a little more interesting. Interesting when you you're slightly intoxicated, and then you just start role playing a bit. It it, it gets more fun. But um, when people donate, um, it, it's, it's like if you donate $10, everybody will start doing shots. But if you donate $5, you can choose a person to do a shot um, or like anything else. We'll all just start drinking. And uh, I like to try to have people involved. So I was using um, Streamlabs. So if people donated, like their message and everything appeared on the stream. Okay, yep. So that way... Um, you know, at least there's a thank you forever put on YouTube. If anybody else ever watches the previous videos, they'll they'll show um, that you know this person donated here, or whatever, and it, it it really impacts our gameplay, honestly, in a good way. All right. Um. Oh, I just had a question. Where did it go? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it it's fine. All right, uh, moving on then. Uh, any uh, stories, like any standout stories that uh, you can think of, if you remember them? Uh, that that was the biggest one, was the $400 okay. night. Um, otherwise, uh, another good one is we had a friend uh, just donate $100 right on the dot when we said, yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping to get $100. Oh, that's it. Because if we raised $100, I was going to do a My Little Pony one shot campaign the next week oh. <laughs> and that was actually a really fun one but the hundred dollars was for a new camera which which we got in one sitting and so uh one guy when he uh when when he donated it uh i didn't know what to do so i just grabbed the closest bottle of vodka and i chugged the rest of it on stream oh no that had to be a rough night uh it, it wasn't even a rough night it's just like right there my throat was burning and i was like it sounded like all gasping, like, oh, like I, I need more to drink. Like it was, it was, it was super bad. Do you stream on Twitch or do you use the YouTube Live? Uh, actually, uh, I use Picardo because I, okay. I draw art on there. I haven't, I haven't in a while, just because since I work weekends and I draw during the week, not many people watch. So I felt like it's been ineffective to for me to draw, but uh, we do stream on Picardo because that's my service. We tried Twitch once, and somebody said you can't take donations and drink because it is considered "quote unquote" self harm. Oh, oh yeah, we that's right. Twitch has a thing against alcohol. I forgot about that. So, so uh, we we didn't even get two hours into our stream, and all of a sudden I saw that we were offline. Oh, 
That's so unfortunate. We, yeah, uh, they banned us for like a day, I think. But it, it's it's whatevs. Yeah, uh, not we'll the just, platform we'll, we'll for you. We'll stick to Picardo. Yep. It's great. All right. Uh, if you want to shoot me the link for that after the podcast is done, I can plug that for you down in the show notes so everybody can find you. Okay. Uh, next thing on the list is the voice acting. Um, so you mentioned that you did a little bit of voice acting for a friend. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just say this is the first time doing uh, some voice acting work. And it's it's not like you what you would think because it is uh, not safe for work material. <laughs> uh, I was basically um, uh, some some friend was paying me money to record the basically moans and grunts, basically the hentai anim, anime girl noises uh, for a uh, My Little Pony clopping video, uh. which I'm not into pony porn myself but hey if like the person was giving me a generous amount of money to do this so i'm like hey for me to just moan into a microphone for a little bit and get paid this much that is easy money <laughs> very easy like that that's pretty oh, easy yeah yeah and since i had i already had the equipment from the um the drunken dragons and dungeons stream it was a easy go yeah so you just use the same equipment, same mic that you might be using now. Is that about all it takes? Uh, yeah. Uh, with the, <laughs> with the money that we got, we got three of those uh blue Yeti microphones. Okay. Yep. Um, not the snowball ones, but the actual stand up ones, and I really like them. Honestly, I think they're really good. The only issue that we have with them is uh they're they're too sensitive. Like when we play Drunken Dragons and Dungeons, like we can only have one out. Because, uh, well, maybe I'm just not being tech-savvy with it. But having two out, it picks up a lot of echo for some reason. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I tried doing that on the podcast one time, and it was just a mess. And that episode ended up not being uploaded. No, oh, sad day. Uh, would you do it again if you got the offer? Do what again? The voice acting. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's easy money, and it doesn't. I'm, uh, I'm just a very open person. Honestly, it's it's like if people wanna if people wanna talk about um, lewd situations or even sex and stuff, like it's not like like oh yeah, I'm getting turned on about it. No, I can actually <laughs> sit. I, I can sit down and actually just talk about sex because yep. I'm just. I don't know maybe I'm just desensitized to it, but it's it's not an abnormal thing for me just to sit down and talk. All right. Um, how long did it take? Like, did you only have to record the minimum that was required, or did you have to go back through and like re-record a lot of things because it wasn't right? Oh God, uh, there was. It was about thirty minutes of animation, and uh, they were cut into scenes, and each scene was in between two to three minutes long, and I recorded each scene um, three to four times. Uh, just and they would take the best take out of the three to four recordings of that one scene. Okay, man, that's a really long animation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I think it's actually the longest uh, pony clop. Uh, I, yeah, clopping pony clopping uh, video there is. Is clopping the pony word for like yiffing? Oh, yeah, yiffing. Okay. Yeah. It's because, it, yeah, it's the sound of when, like, with the horse's feet, like, like pitter-patter, yep. clopping. Okay. So, it's not fapping, it's clopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The things people come up with. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, th- I just think it's funny. Oh, it is very funny. Puns are the best. They are. I love puns. I love puns with a fire-burning passion. Speaking of puns, uh, do you ever just feel like that circles are pointless? Ha ha. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it took me a second. I'm like, why are circles pointless? And then, oh, yeah. I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> the best person. Or the worst people. <laughs> uh, 
So, have you any, ever done any animations yourself? I know you said you did artwork. Do you do any animations or just still pictures? Well, uh, I don't really consider myself an artist. More of a cartoonist, a hobbyist cartoonist. Because uh, I've only been drawing for like two years. Um, so, for me to... I, I feel like bad saying I'm an artist. Because when I think of an artist, I think of somebody who can actually draw beautiful shading these wonderfully illustrated pictures um so i just basically just draw little doodles or whatever of persona characters and i've been trying to get a little better with it but uh the only quote-unquote animations i've ever kind of got into i did a couple of gifs uh that were super simple but i think there's like four of them total so i wouldn't really they're just more of like a flip book kind of a thing I was looking at the um, the samples that you had sent me, and it looks like they're stickers, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Telegram stickers are yeah. super easy for me to do. I was about so. to say, you have like the perfect art style for Telegram stickers. Yeah, I, I really try to emulate that because it, it is fun. I do get... I do feel really good when I see somebody using the, the stickers I drew for them. Like, because not only, not only is it like like a job well done but the person enjoys the art enough that they want to share it to express the way they feel with their persona so it, it's it's a huge like compliment every single time i see it you know somebody's like doing that and like that's that's nicer to me in my head anyways if you're trying to look at it for a publicity standpoint because uh, drawing one piece of art people can see it and might might share it and such but using you use stickers all the time to express the way you feel well, maybe not all the time. I'm just a weirdo. I smash that keyboard like a sub. Uh, I love them stickers. Never <laughs> enough. I, I do enjoy stickers, yes. Sorry, continue. Do you ever get uh, commissions that are just like, uh, I really don't feel like drawing this character, but I have to anyways? Or do you pretty much love drawing anything that you do? The only issue I really had was uh, a couple of them, I guess. Uh, drawing a bird? was really uh, pretty weird. Um, but it was just because I haven't done it before. And uh, uh, people wanted me to draw, like, come. And I was just like, I, I'm just, I'm not in, as as a in, most inappropriate person that I am and how lewd I am, drawing, like, penises or come is just not my forte. And it's, it's not something I really want to get into. But um, if something's super inappropriate or I don't like it, I will, I will, I will say like, "Hey, can we can we do something else? Is that okay? If not, like, I understand you can have your money, and I will try to actually point you into the way of somebody who can help you." But for me, uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Okay, so kind of a basic do and don't list that you have, I would imagine. It's it's not that I don't want to. It's just I'm not experienced enough. So for me to take money from somebody and give them what I feel like would be efficient is like, it, it'd be, it'd be hard for me mentally just to be like, like, Hey, uh, Oh, thanks for your money. And here's like this, my first try of trying to draw something. I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I'd, I'd need practice first or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so how do you determine your prices? Because I know that's something a lot of artists, at least it seems like the more entry-level artists, struggle with. is like, oh, I don't know how to value my time. I don't know how to value my worth. That's a really difficult thing. I still struggle with it because, um, like, I, I tell people, you know, my current job, you know, when I, I view, like, money as time, basically. Like, if I buy this, how much time do I have to work at work? to afford this. So, um, you know, when, when I do work, I, I do make like $23 an hour, but so I try to divide like my art in my head and I spend hours, hours on one picture and my stickers right now are only five bucks a picture. They, they used to be three and everybody was almost upset with me cause I had them. The price is so low and I, I just, I didn't feel like it was right. And I, I raised them to four and then I started drawing a new style with actual muzzles and such. So I raised them to five and I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable sticking around five for now. 
Happy at five. Just, All right. It just for my inexperience of only drawing for two years, and just just in general, I just eh, just keep it safer at five. It, I, I don't know. That's just me. But you know, you you really have to like like you said, you just you have to value yourself and your own time and what you think you're worth. And if and if you think that you're worth this, I'd never back down. It's your art. It's your time, your your love that you're putting into something. If somebody if somebody wants to disagree and say like it's worth cheaper, I wouldn't commission with them anyways. Yep. Uh, so have you only done digital, or like way back when, two years ago, did you start with traditional style? I've like maybe. In a total of my entire life, drawn less than fifty pictures <laughs> on paper. <laughs> All right. I've, I've, uh, I, I'm just, I have the difficult time drawing something on paper and not being able to just move it a little bit because I'll do a, a little circle or a curve, and in my mind, I'm like, I wish I could just move that a little bit, and it'd be perfect if I could just warp it. Or something, but now through digital, I can easily just like use a transformation tool and just like move something. Yep. So, or whoops, I messed up. Control Z. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. Oh my God, I smashed Control Z so much when I was first starting to draw. Like, it, oh my God, I I don't know if I could ever started <laughs> like have started on traditional. Have you ever done one of those um? No control Z challenges, like those no redo challenges. I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would sit there in tears. I would yeah, I wouldn't do the no I wouldn't do control Z. I'd hit control N and just do a new damn picture every single time I messed up. Oh, I wouldn't no. deal with it. Oh, that would take so long. Yeah, but I'm very picky. <laughs> so let's talk customers then. Have you had any like good or bad customer experiences or are they just all kind of the same? Uh, I mean, the best customer experience I have to say is a returning customer. Okay. Cause no matter what, when a customer returns, they're satisfied with the work you provided and they want more. And that's, is a wonderful feeling. Um, it, it's, it's it's like when somebody just uses your stickers on telegram or something it's just a wonderful feeling knowing that they like your art and they want more or they they like to use it uh a, a terrible customer situation not terrible just unfortunate is more the correct term i should use is uh actually multiple times where people come up or say hey can you can you go can i have a deal like if i do if i buy five stickers can you make it only 20 and not 25 and like and i feel bad but i'm like no i'm sorry my prices are like that because i'll only do five stickers at a time so i don't get burnt out on somebody's sona okay. like because when, when i get a commission i like to just bust everything out of that one person first and not work on anything else i try to literally go down my commission list okay so i doing five at a time i don't get burnt out and i was like hey if you want more you can always come back for more just this way i get stuff Put out and if anybody else is on the list then they can get stuff as well all right so that kind of led into my next question is how you did your queue or kiwi however the pronunciation yeah is. yeah yeah yeah. and I, I know um yeah i i tried to uh i tried to work down it and when as soon as i even get an inquiry um i will put their name and what they want on my trello so that way, because uh, my Trello is open for everybody to see, and they can they can't edit it, but they can see what is my what's on my queue and what I'm currently working on. Um, and doing in doing that, uh, people can yeah, like I said, people can just like see what's coming up when I'm working on. And oh god, I lost my train of thought right there. Oh, you slippery little devil! You're talking about Trello and people being able to follow your work. Yeah, because I, I do post all my art on there and such. It's, it's it's just easier for me, and I hope that people enjoy using it as well, seeing that where I'm at, what I'm currently working on. And uh, if something is paid, yeah, that's right. If, if something is paid or unpaid, um, if it's paid, even if it's behind somebody, um, if the person in front is unpaid, I will go to the paid person 
um, first until until that one person is paid, and then I'll start working on their art. Yeah, definitely. That that definitely makes sense. I I wouldn't want to keep a paid customer waiting yeah. for some somebody to respond like three days later when I could have busted something out by then. That's one thing I wish some more artists would do is something like Trello so that we you could see where you are in the queue and what they're working on now and like get an idea of how long it's going to be until they get to your piece instead of bugging them like, hey, when are you going to do yeah. mine? Yeah. And, and that that is a wonderful tool as well, which is what you just said. So that way if people like, hey, where am I at? Are you working on mine? Or like, or have you started it yet? Um, I, I've seen people use Trello a lot better than I do of even showing uh, where the sketch work has been done on on one or this one's uh, has gotten lined. Like I've seen people use Trello a lot better than I do, but it's a good tool overall for just for um, customers to just kind of see where it's at. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, do you have any tips for customers, maybe not necessarily commissioning you, but somebody that's looking to commission somebody else any tips for them on how to go about doing that or any do's and don'ts for them uh definitely uh try to find reviews honestly uh somebody could draw great art but they could be a total jerk about it or uh or they could have drawn something and somebody later could have been like well this wasn't correct on it or or this was miscolored um also it if you can, uh, if you have an artist who's willing to talk a lot, that's wonderful because communication is a wonderful tool, especially when drawing something. Uh, but some artists just have a certain way. They're like, hey, you're paying me for this style. I'm drawing like this. So just, just honestly doing some research before you um, inquiry somebody. And also, as, as, as curious as somebody can be, if you want to be like, hey, how much would this cost? If you're really going to ask somebody uh, to go get to that point of going in and like, hey, how much would this cost? Uh, I would it, it would it would be a nicer thing if people were ready to go from there instead of just being like, like, oh, that's out of my budget. Because if you if you look at an art at some a piece of art and you're not willing to think like this looks like it's worth like this and it's actually I'm wording this terribly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Be ready to pay for the work that you're getting. Right. Kind of. Like So, like, if, if you go into something expecting, like, oh, I only want to spend t- $10, and they're like, well, uh, th- that would actually cost you $20. It's super, uh, for, for me, it's a little dis- disheartening to have somebody come in, like, hey, how much would this cost? Like, oh, yeah, this would cost, like, $5. Oh, okay. And then, then never hear from them again. I'm like, dude, that was not expensive. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. I think that gets a little bit less so at like when you start getting to, to into the artwork that costs, you know, like a hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks, like Right. After it starts getting really expensive. I I honestly don't yeah. think or probably ever want to get that expensive into art for myself, honestly. Uh, I've seen the auction bids that some YCHs go for and holy crap where do these people get their money I, I don't no understand idea. but then again I'm also over here saying that when I buy fursuits and stuff like that so I wish I had a fursuit oh my god <laughs> instead you had a Dakimaru that you didn't even get to keep oh wait no somebody gave it back to you didn't they oh okay with that situation yeah. uh, for, for people who don't know for a panel I hosted uh, we had a limited edition, only one got printed, uh, Daki Mara of my fursona. It was a lewd pillow, body pillow thing. Uh, it got, it got randomized chanced. It was spun on a wheel and somebody won it. And, oh, I was so heartbroken. Cause if it didn't, if it didn't get one, I was going to keep it. Cause it's just, it was really pretty. I loved the artwork that was done by battery acid leak. Um, but somebody won it. But they were super nice, and they gave it back. And I was like, I can't, I can't just accept this. So I gave him a bunch of prints and such, and uh, uh, we auctioned it off at the end of the panel. Okay. 
and it sold for $150 to my girlfriend because she was super <laughs> desperate on wanting this docking. And I was, I was like, you're insane. You're insane. We could get you one printed off for like 70 bucks or something. Like you don't, you don't need to buy, you don't need to. Oh but no, God. it's better that she's taking it from you. Right. <laughs> but oh no, all the money went to charity. So yeah, that that's good. And great segue into the next topic is hosting panels at conventions. Uh, so as you just mentioned, the drunken doodles panel at MCFC last year. Yeah. Uh, is that the only panel you host, or do you host other ones as well? Uh, that's the only one I've hosted besides, please, please spare me the cringe. I know. My very first BronyCon, I hosted a Minecraft panel. <laughs> a Minecraft panel? Yes. <laughs> what did that uh, entail? It, it was more of an event okay. than a panel. People would bring in their Minecraft worlds or or show them off with a video that they've had. And it was just a great way for the Brony community to kind of come together in a room and just talk with each other and watch these people show off their cool Minecraft worlds. Uh, we did a, uh, it was like three years of making pixelated My Little Ponies in Minecraft and creative mode. And like we wanted to show that off and as well see other people's, but that's the only other panel I've ever done. Um, so drunken uh not yeah drunken doodles um this is our second year doing it and it's it's been a blast honestly but it's i don't think i could take on any other panels not not hosting it myself uh guesting on a panel i wouldn't have a problem but hosting yes yeah the drunken doodles when i was there it went over really well like well done oh god well thank you it was it was super chaotic as well though like yeah. it was the previous year, but not as chaotic. It was built a bit more controlled chaos. Yeah, I remember you were saying that uh, the first year you did it, you had like people rushing the stage, throwing money at you guys. Yeah, that that became a huge <laughs> issue because people are just throwing money, and the point is that we want to draw stuff for people, so you know people can watch the screen, have a good time, and such. Oh, I'm sorry if you hear any other noise during the podcast. I do live in an apartment complex, and we have noisy upstairs neighbors. But, um, yeah, I, we, we want everybody to get art drawn and such, have a good time. And doing so, when people pay to have their art drawn, um, the artists have to take a shot or finish a whole drink of alcohol before they get to their next picture. Who came up with the idea of Drunken Doodles? I did. You did. Okay. Did it kind of stem off of the... Uh... Drunken Dragons? No, this is stem off from my love of alcohol. Okay. <laughs> and what in my... Dude, I love making people smile. Oh my god, it's my favorite thing to do. Even if it's a stupid, stupid joke. Or just any way I can just, you know, make somebody smile. I don't need other people's happiness to be happy, but god damn does it make me feel good seeing that I brighten somebody's day. So, on the topic of alcohol, what is your, like, drink of choice? What is your go-to? Ooh, God. All right. I have I have a couple. I have uh, three answers for this. Um, if you want me to party, you give me a Long Island. If you uh, want my clothes to fall off, you give me tequila. If you want me to just <laughs> sit back, sit back, relax, and have a good chat with you, I drink alcohol, um, vodka. All right. So, so kind of drink for everything. Not much of yeah. a beer person then? Kind of hard liquor only? Um, if I, I do like, I know it's not beer, but hard ciders. Okay. Uh, I, if I drink a beer, the only beer I really ever will tolerate is the darker Guinnesses or very rarely a Heineken. All right. So kind of the darker porters and stouts. Yes. They taste good when you stew it, stew with them. Oh my god! So, just out of curiosity, how much booze did you guys go through at the Drunken Doodles panel? Uh, for the Drunken Doodles panel, we only brought the uh, uh the biggest bottle of vodka of Smirnoff you could buy over the shelf, and a half uh, gallon probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. If not, no, because there's more than a half gallon. I know it is. Is there more? I think it's 175 milliliters. So, anyways, I don't know. It's a big bottle. It's like the the 
over the $20 bottle of vodka. Anyways, um, we got one of those. And through another donation, um, we got a uh, Malibu for MLW and candy. So we only went through a couple of that. But I also had my own personal alcohol off to the side. I didn't realize it, but people kept on putting shit into my cup. And I was (laughs) drinking it. And like... As, as the night kept on going on, I wasn't realizing it because I was so busy, but my cup was just kept on filling up with stuff. And I and I kept on drinking it. And by the end of the night, finally, everybody left the panel. And it was just me collecting a, like, a little stuff here and there and just sitting on one of the chairs up on the stage holding the table and going, oh, God, I'm drunk. <laughs> How am I going to make it back to my hotel room? Oh, God, that was the issue because I still had all the equipment with me. Oh, yeah, you probably had to clean out that room at the end of it, too, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, no. So, but, you know, uh, we raised a shit ton of money, you know, for charity. We were yeah. actually, um, besides the Fox and Peppermore concert and the charity auction, we uh, we had the highest uh, charity panel. We raised 1700 and and I put my own money into it to make it 1700 and. Fifty dollars. Nice. Just, just to little it out there to be even know, number. Rank. Yeah, yeah. It felt nicer in my head saying one seventy five than just you know. Than one seventy two and yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. That's wonderful to hear that you guys Dude, did that. Yeah, well. we raised so much money for charity. That's yeah. like awesome. We saved so much, like. Oh, because the whole con, they kept on saying pussy for the cats because yeah. it was a new new beginnings animal rescue in Michigan. So they, because they're strictly a cat based charity, we just kept on saying, we saved so much pussy. We got all the pussy. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. Do you plan on hosting that at future cons? I'm guessing. Uh, I really can't because I'm uh, like, upper lower class or lower middle class and i between battery and acid battery acid leak and i we sink a lot of our own money into the panel to make it work like um like if we didn't go over a certain amount of money it was we weren't gonna break even okay and it have been like a couple hundred dollars lost for us to even run this panel so it, it it it's expensive for us for everything that we do, for this extra stuff that we buy, to make you know things run smoothly and such. But it's also a hassle. Um, uh, not saying that they're bad, but you know, getting artists around. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's hard enough to talk with an artist when you're trying to get a commission, let alone like <laughs> make to them get do to, it in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> get them get them around and such, especially when they're drinking. Yeah. Uh, where does the cost come from? Is that primarily like from buying the booze or is there like an application fee for the convention? Where, where's the cost? No, no, no. The cost is coming from, uh, the extra stuff that we buy to make the panel run nicer. The art prints, the dakirama. Um, oh, okay. Like all the, the prizes. The, yeah. The prizes that we had sitting off to the side as well for the, this chance wheel. Um, so if we didn't, if we didn't, I think after looking back on it, I originally said 400, but I, after talking with MLW about it, I was like, I was thinking in my head, you know what? That does not sound right. And it was, it was around $200 of materials and stuff that we bought. So it, it's as wonderful as it is. I'll stick to MCFC every year. And I've told people like, you know, please do it, do it at other conventions. It's a wonderful way to raise money for charity. And what better thing to do in the furry fandom is raise money for animals you know, when, when that's what we're all about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a great panel to host elsewhere. Do you have anybody that would help you with it? You know, being like, Hey, I could host it at a different convention that you can't make it to any close friends that would kind of <sighs> take the torts from you. No, no one has said anything yet about it, but I would not, I would totally not object if people wanted some help. Granted, this is only our second year of doing this. Like the first year, we raised like four hundred dollars. Then this last year, we raised a thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Um, like so, it's 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 a learning process for us. Uh, 
like next year, I don't think we are going to use any electronics whatsoever because during the panel we had way too many issues with uh, the the computer screen in the background, yeah. the projector. There was there's too many issues. Um, and you don't want to, you know, accidentally spill something on a tablet or screen. I would imagine that would be bad. Yeah, and a, and an issue I had. Well, the issue that we had, and I felt bad, is there's uh, MLW uh, had a friend that basically built this wonderful, awesome kit that was going to be able to not use internet but stream all the devices, but there was no safe place that we could have set the streaming device. So that was the original plan. Uh, didn't work, which I felt bad, but after seeing them quickly react and going to traditional... I like that idea now better. Uh, granted, you can't watch them draw it, but uh, the when you donate, you actually have something to carry home and be like, hey, look, I got this at Drunken Doodles. Yeah, I got, when I donated, I think Candy, is it? I think they did mine. There was one called Candy, right? Yeah, Candy, uh, Please uh, Feed the Bear. Yeah, yep. And I think they switched to traditional like halfway through because something ended up not working properly yeah and i was able to take that home with me and that was really nice to be able to be like yay i have this thing right right so ne- next year that that is a big plan to go from digital to traditional okay and make it a lot easier as far as equipment setup time and whatnot too yes i still want some equipment because i'll probably be after the five minute sessions uh the the people coming down uh, the, the art will be passed down. I'll take a picture of it real quick and then post it on the big screen, so at least people can see the previous artworks. Okay, that makes sense. Either that, or maybe bring a camera in and just like put it over the head. There's, I, I don't know. That sounds complicated, though. Yeah, it it gets complicated, but I have a whole another year to worry about that later. Yep, yep. That's tomorrow. Use problem. They can right. deal with it. Uh, what are some things that you didn't quite expect when you started hosting this panel? The first time or the second time? Uh, both. Uh, the first time was the numbers. I the the first time uh, we were in a room that could hold about twenty to thirty people, and the room got so packed that they had to bring in fans, box fans, to help us cool down the room. And they, apparently, there was people still lined up outside in the hall trying to get into our panel oh my but it was it was just that packed i was not expecting that many people which was super cool and super motivating um this year uh definitely wasn't expecting the av crashes again but i i have to take partial blame for that and not being more prepared i guess um i mean technology works when it wants to and it it can be tricky sometimes well especially when it's equipment you're not familiar with well it wasn't so much the equipment at the one point the biggest reason why something didn't work is because we had no safe place to put the the little projector kit that mlw so kindly and graciously brought in Mm. all right well can always be worked on later or like you said going to the traditional would greatly improve yeah traditional is just going to save us time and i love the idea of people getting it being able to take their stuff home uh do you have any like really standout memories from those two panels that you've done anything that's like this was the best moment from the panel oh god i don't think of the good moments (laughs) When I'm hosting these panels, because all I see and think about is all the chaos that's going on and me trying to control it. <laughs> the first year, oh my god, the first year we did it, uh, our panels get host gets hosted around nighttime. You know, for like the adults to hang out, drink, and have fun. Yep. So the first time that we had the panel, battery acid leak was already seven beers in before oh, the no. panel. So not even 30 minutes into the panel, somebody was throwing money at him. So he took off his shirt, like just in exposed, just like white <laughs> ass chest to the crowd. I was like, oh my God, there's no, con- oh, no. There's no controlling this. It's, 
It's all going. It's all going downhill. I can't stop it. But that was probably like one of the best things of the panel, though. It, it was. It was pretty goofy. It's just, it's hard controlling battery when he gets that drunk. <laughs> and uh, this 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 uh, this year that just happened. Uh, uh, Kandro, uh, the girlfriend, she was super helpful, which was awesome. It's just at one point, I, I look over and she's just laying on the floor and she's like holding a cup, I think. And she's like, I'm drunk. I'm like, in my head, I'm just screaming. I'm like, you're supposed to be my helper. You're not supposed to get <laughs> shit faced. I was just like, no, <laughs> bad timing, hun. Uh, uh, I have to say it was unexpected for the amount of help of Mocha and Chimera kisses and Kandro to help those, those three honestly really helped make the panel run. So their un- unexpected awesomeness is amazing. All right. Yeah. Having friends to help out is definitely a must have for some things. Well, not a must have, but greatly no, appreciated. These, yeah. They're, they're part of the reason why I can stay up on stage. They're kind of the backbone that helps make the backward the background process run. Okay. Uh so outside of hosting the uh Drunken Doodles panel, do you plan on going to any other conventions that are coming up? Uh I want to go to I want to go to IFC this year and I do plan on doing Artist Alley for the first time which is super nerve-wracking because like it's been my first time ever trying to like hey you want to buy you want to hey kid you want to buy a sticker like (laughs) um and i so it's just ifc and probably mcfc because i i really can't afford to go to a bunch of them understandable cons are definitely not the cheapest thing i know it's either i go to a cons or I skip two years and buy a fursuit. Mm, that's a tough choice. <laughs> Just a little. Would would you get a full suit or a partial? Just curious. Uh, I would get a a full suit, but that's like plantigrade one, where it's yeah. just kind of like tight with my body and not like all the extra fuzz. Okay, one like uh, one of the skin tight ones, kind of. Yeah, not skin tight, but yeah, just yep. okay. But that—that's a lot of money that I probably can't ever afford, yeah. to be honest. So, I'm—I'm I'm honestly kind of surprised that you want to sit behind a desk at an artist alley. I always like can't imagine people that just sit behind a desk at a convention and watch people go by. I'm like, oh, it's got to be boring. Uh, it's it'll be my first time doing it, but no, I I have ways to make myself entertained. Like we have a switch and such, and I'm at a IFC. Yeah, it's more family oriented, being the Indianapolis Furcon. But you know, I I still have some bottle of alcohol on me at pretty much all points of a convention. So whether if I'm drinking in a room, drinking with friends, or uh, shit faced out in a lobby, laying on some fern. Uh, I will be, I will be drinking at IFC. You got your nice little, uh, little flask hidden somewhere or something. No, no, I don't even have it hidden. I, <laughs> I, I have this just this big jug, this big jug I carry around, and I drink uh, Sprite with a uh, fruity loop vodka. It's called uh, Loopy by Three Olives, and it, yeah, it, t- it tastes like Fruit Loops. Huh? And everybody, everybody thinks it's water, because it's clear. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm Best like this guy's. So my good friends know that I'm not drinking water cuz who drinks water at a convention? Come on, guys. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, I'm I'm usually drinking some alcohol. So, uh, no matter what what I'm doing, I'm going to be having fun at a convention. If I'm sitting behind a table trying to get um art commissions or partying with friends, I'm always going to have a good time. Have your own little drunken doodle session at the uh, artist alley. <laughs> I am the drunken doodle. <laughs> it goes wherever you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else you want to add or audience? Is there anything you want to ask uh, Luna or myself? Why is the sky blue? 
<laughs> Let's see. The sky is blue because there's some science behind it and some sciencey things. Ah, if they explain shit, it's magic. <clears throat> Perfect. Even better. Ugh, goodness. How much water do you drink at a con? Uh, me personally, it depends on how bad my hangovers are. Um, and, uh, we usually purchase around $200 worth of alcohol for each convention. And that's come, that's basically my, uh, commission money that I ever get is just enough to either cover my ticket to a convention or, um, enough to get alcohol. Kyra, the meaning of life is what you make of it. <laughs> oh wow hey Nas, uh, yeah right there boom yeah I was about to say shout out to Naza for uh, giving us the true answer to why the sky is blue it's light refracting through the oxygen and nitrogen I, so I had somebody ask me that on Curious Cat about why is uh, the sky blue and I said the, the sky's first choice was red but I love the color red and I took that color so the uh, sky went with the second choice which is blue <laughs> Perfect. I took its main color. Oh, goodness. So, with all of the booze drinking, have you ever, like, made your own or thought about making your own? Alcohol? Yeah. I know microbrews uh, and, like, home brewing is becoming a big thing. If, oh God, if I ever did something like that there'd be some kind of a magical pheromone that if people drank it, they'd get super horny. (laughs) (laughs) And I would sit back and laugh. Oh, no. I would think that'd be the funniest shit ever. It's just like, (laughs) you sit and you're sitting on the couch with your non-gay bud, just watching the game, having having a beer. It's like, dude, are you getting hard? (laughs) No homo. I I promise no no homo. Dude, I'm not gay, but I'm just super turned on right now. Oh, boy. Oh, that would be the best. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person. Uh, Like I said, terrible people are the best people. All right. I think that might do it for the show, then, unless you have anything that you'd like to add before we call it. Mm, I mean... Not that I can think of right now, but I guarantee you I'll be taking a shower tomorrow and also I'll be like, God damn it! Should have said this! Uh, I have those exact things. Like, right after I upload it, I'll be like, shit, I should have asked them this thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just have to say, um, one thing I just would love to say to the general population. Oh, wait. What favorite thing to do with battery? Oh, hey. uh, honestly, other than cuddle. Oh my god, he's such a good cuddler. I love it. <laughs> uh, we met. Uh, the first time we met is play video games. We were playing video games together, and it was so great to actually have somebody who enjoys playing video games. Actually, uh, <laughs> actually, now thinking about it, after this uh, podcast and everything, as we were going to go play play some Xbox together. Um, I I do enjoy going with him to bars and such and just chatting with other people. It's it's great to have, you know, the man the man that you love by your side and to do everything. Uh we he was a big motivation as well for me to start drawing even. So, you know, I do enjoy sitting in the same room and drawing together, listening to um, softcore emo music or whatever or punk music so what's your go-to video game like what is what's the video game for you if i was stranded on the island and the, i only had one video game it would be the master chief collection because me uh sorry i'm reading the thing Oh, good eye. Little ears, I guess. Uh, I'm actually a, a male to female trans. Uh, to answer your question, Naza. Or... Well, thank you. Thank you for the congrats. But definitely, if I were to have a video game, it's just the Master Chief Collection. Because 
I grew up playing that, and we had four Xboxes. We had four, and we had four Halo games. Oh, man. And it, we were so dedicated to Halo. It's just I can play it for hours, and I just I can't, I can't get bored of it. I love it. So that is my number one to-go-to game. So uh, kind of tied into the Xbox for life then, huh? Because Halo? I mean, I'm not just an Xbox person. I mean, I, I, as, if I can play a game, if I can play a co- co-op game, I want to play a co-op game. Like, I don't care if it's on PC, PlayStation, GameCube, not GameCube, Xbox, Switch. Both good. Because, Both good. Systems. Well, we, we have we have the GameCube controllers for the Switch, so basically anything that um, I can play together as a team with. I don't like playing video games all by myself, but Halo is the Halo is the exception that I can play by myself. All right. I'm just I'm not a crazy big gamer person anymore because I spend most of my time um, watching like anime and such while I draw or socialize with friends online. Because I am a huge social butterfly. I do chat a lot. Ooh, anime, that's a topic that I could get into. But <laughs> there's so much to talk about. Um, What do we got? We got Kyer. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Kyer Brownback? Yeah. Asks, how long until the booze comes out and your clothes comes off? Uh, that depends on what I'm drinking. <laughs> uh Tequila makes the clothes come off quick. Just like that country song. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of country. <laughs> so, um, uh, my parents are rednecks, so that's all they listen to. Do. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it just, it all just depends on also who I'm with. Because if I'm with close friends and stuff, I will be a little more irresponsible. But if I'm with out in public or with friends that don't know me as well, um. You know, I, I I I try to be a little little nicer or a little more appropriate, safer work, if you may, if you if you say. All right, fair enough. Definitely nice to have a good public image. No, there is no good public image of me. Everybody <laughs> knows I'm a terrible person. Let's get that shit out right now. <laughs> oh boy. The main reason why people even started, I think, even started following me on telegram even is because of all the lewd inappropriate pictures i used to take like every day but um that kind of that kind of stopped when i got older <laughs> all right yeah let's see we yeah. got somebody else typing one more thing let's see if it's relevant i'm irrelevant how did I come across Luna? Um, I came across Luna. Let's see. First, I talked to her in the MCFC chat. And then I went to the Drunken Doodles. And I, I didn't talk to her much at the Drunken Doodles because she was running around like a chicken with her head cut off. Yeah. But... yeah. I'm so proud of you. You actually <laughs> give a nice and good response the first time. You know what I was said right now? How'd you come across Luna? I would have been like... Well, I was in I was in a room and like there was all of a sudden it turned into an orgy and I was sitting there <laughs> awkwardly in the corner and she just kept on screaming out her own name and I didn't understand and then I found her later because I heard her name. Oh no, sorry, I'm just <laughs> stupid. I'd give the most irresponsible dumb answer first, then admittedly say what really happened. What uh, is the drunken doodles? Uh Drunken Doodles is a panel that I hosted uh, that I do host at Motor City Furry Con. It's a panel of artists that get paid, or not paid, that get donations to the charity. They take shots and they draw artwork while drunk while taking more shots. Yeah, they get drunk. Money's raised for charity. <clears throat> Everyone's happy. Except for me when I have to take care of the drunk artist. <laughs> Uh, has anybody passed out at one of those yet? Like, have they gotten to that point? Uh, no, but if anybody's close, it's battery. Just like, especially the prior year. Uh, I think Rue actually had to stop drinking this year. 
because I think he was getting way too intoxicated because I was making them finish their drinks before oh, okay. the next. And like, imagine like taking finishing a beer every five minutes. Just uh, how full your yeah. bladder would be. Yep. <laughs> how full your bladder would be. How spinning everything would be. Man, those guys got me drunk, and I wasn't even a contestant. <laughs> were Were you doing shots along with them? Like anytime anybody paid the ten bucks or whatever, when everybody oh, took a shot, did you have well, to as well? Or at did some it... point, I don't. I don't know who freaking did it. Somebody was like, like, because I, I, I told the person, uh, the person collecting the donations or whatever, like, hey, this is for the artist. This isn't for me. Somebody came up and requested drink a whole thing of vodka or something. It was something. I don't remember what it was exactly. But, like, everybody's like, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, really? Peer pressure? That's unprofessional or something. And I just started chugging, chugging the drink and I finished it. Because you like, wouldn't. Yeah! I mean, it was alcohol. I can't just dump that down the drain. Exactly. That's alcohol abuse if you spill it or right? dump it. Right? Like, I'm, dude, I'm the kind of person that if the vodka's sitting out next to my nightstand in the morning, I will drink it. <laughs> I'm not going to let it go to waste. <laughs> peer <Ugh>. pressure. <laughs> I don't really fall into peer pressure, but it was just an audience and... Me not taking the drink would have been like, oh, like not as fun as me finishing the drink and everybody going, yeah, having a good time. No, it is not bad to say alcohol is nasty. And I will defend anyone who does not want to drink alcohol. I will be there at your side and I will hurt people if they try to ever get somebody to drink alcohol. Uh, Alcohol, you normally don't drink it for the taste. Sorry, I was... Uh, I, I was reading it, reading what Nas, Nas yeah, said. That's why yeah. I outburst with that. <laughs> it's okay to not like alcohol. Oh, I prefer, I prefer drinks that I don't taste alcohol. Uh, henceforth of like cider, hard ciders and such. Just because when I was first drinking alcohol, mixing vodka with any kind of pop or soda, however, however you say it, that was the easiest way for me to drink alcohol and have a good time. It's okay to not like it. Just drink it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I get drunk, I get like super social. Like I can be one or two drinks in, and all of a sudden, I want to talk to everybody under the sun. I'm just like. That's how battery is. Honestly, battery's a normal, normally a quiet, shy guy, and he gets a couple of drinks in, and he's like, "Hey!" He becomes your best friend, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" That that's the greatest indicator for me, knowing how drunk he is, is how friendly he is. Mm-hmm. The friendly drunks are the best drunks. Kind of. Well, of course. As long as they don't get clingy. I'm clingy. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, pardon me. No, you're fine. Do your thing, chicken wing. Alright. Oh, Moscato. Wine. Are you a big wine drinker? Or is it more the liquor? Uh, I grew up drinking wine all the time. Like, my family is wine, those wine crazy people where they actually have wine fridges. So drinking wine is a normality for me. It's just I can't. The wine hangovers are the worst hangover possible. They drive me crazy. All that sugar. It is. Like, I love wine, though. I I do love a red wine. And there is a local wine that's to the upper Indiana and in Michigan. Um, It's like Setek or uh, Setek. I think is the way they pronounce it, and it's it's called uh, 101 Lakes Red, and it's super good. It's probably one of my most favorite out wines. It's just a good, sweet red, red wine. Uh, Kage needs to know where you are now. I have nothing against him, but I also don't have anything for Kage. Like, he's just not my cup of tea. Un- understandable. Understandable. I- I mean, he's a goofy guy or whatever, but I don't know him that well enough to make a correct judgment of his character. Not that I'm one to judge or anything, but just more of a, would this guy be my friend or not in my head? All right. So we are a little bit past the hour mark. So I think we're going to call it there. 
Thank you for joining me, Luna, and everybody else that listened in. Thank you again. Hey, not a problem. I seriously enjoyed this, and I I am a social butterfly, and I do love talking to people. I, I, I love hearing people's stories and what they go through and such. We learn from experience, whether if it's ours or someone else's. We take that experience, and we, we are the product of our own demise. Yep, and for those of you that are listening live... Uh, if you want to hop into the After Show channel and chat with everybody after we're done, you're more than welcome to do so. What? Maybe maybe even drink a little bit with Luna. Oh my god, you're saying that. I, I'm probably going to take it like a minute and go get some alcohol myself. <laughs> yes, the booze. Well, well, there's vodka on my nightstand, but I have no soda to drink it with. So I'll just drink it straight again. Not after last time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> one last question before we go. Do your thing, chicken wing. It, do you have a booze that, like, you've had it once, you got a really bad night with it, and you can't drink it again? Fireball. Really? Fireball? Yeah. Um, when, I was, when I was 22, it was my 22nd birthday, in Auburn, Indiana, there was this really crappy bar called The Meteor. Um my jerk brother was telling, oh, yeah, it's their 22nd birthday. And so people were buying me shots, buying me shots, buying me shots. I had fireball after fireball after fireball. Oh, and then no. people started feeding me 151s. Oh, no. And I and I had about four of those. And then I had some more fireballs. And it was about 4 a.m. at the Auburn House of Pancakes, which is like IHOP. And I also remember is screaming, I want a giant bowl of cottage cheese. And <laughs> no one could talk me out of it. So at 4 a.m., I'm, I'm eating a bowl of cottage cheese. And the next thing I remember is I'm laying on the floor in the bathroom and my brother's dragging my ass out. <laughs> oh, my. That's a night right there. Good thing home was only a block away and we could walk because I was like throwing up on the way. And I was like, no, my cottage cheese. <laughs> now, do you remember this or did somebody have to tell you this? Oh, I remember bits and pieces. I just remember finally going into the house and being like, oh, the cool AC. Just like, oh, happiness. And I don't really remember anything past there. <laughs> I don't even remember that morning. Oh, no. Oh, boy. The hangovers that you forget. Right. All right. Well, once again, this time for real. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for <laughs> listening. We really appreciate it. If you want, give us a listen on Anchor FM and other podcasts around the web. Uh, so long and farewell. This has been another Tale Podcast. <laughs>